If you'll turn to Colossians this morning, first chapter. Colossians 1, we'll start with 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom appears to your Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether there be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you, that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight if you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, made a minister, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the affliction of Christ in my flesh, for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. For I would that ye know what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Lacedonia, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Let us pray. Our blessed Heavenly Father and our God, we come to thee this morning in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and upon the basis of his shed blood to find mercy and obtain grace to help in time of need. This is a time of need. We to stand and deliver thy precious word that you've laid upon our heart. We need the fullness of the Spirit. We need thy faith to believe you and to trust you. And that grace, Lord, <clears throat> that is needed. <clears throat> for a clear mind and a clear heart to speak the truth as it is in Christ Jesus. And I do pray that you'll give each one of us hearing ears and seeing eyes and that thy word will go home to our heart. And my Father, what, what, what you have laid upon our heart, we do pray that we will be able to grasp it and lay hold of it and use it this next year for our good and for your glory. Strengthen our faith. 
strengthen us with might by thy spirit in the inner man. Give us more and more of the realization of what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. May the assurance of faith be as never before in the heart of each and every one who knows you. And those who are struggling hard with sin and unbelief, that thou will give them full assurance of faith to lay hold of Christ and to look to him and to trust him. And our Father, the three souls that have written us this week who have asked for prayer and for instructions in the way of salvation and for sure, full assurance of faith, we pray that you will deal with their hearts and have mercy upon them and turn them unto thee. We praise thee for thy goodness. We praise thee that thou art our God, the lifter up of our head, the deliverer of our never-dying soul. We praise thy name for so great salvation that thou hast given us in Christ. For his cleansing blood, his delivering power, and his perfect robe of righteousness that he has clothed us with and that we rest in him and nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord our father give us a greater vision this next year of witnessing give us a greater vision of the lost give us a greater vision of sending the precious word around the world Open wide the floodgates, the floodgates of thy grace, and pour upon us the spirit of grace and of supplication. And we do pray that you pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground, and pour out thy spirit upon our seed and a blessing upon our offspring, that precious souls may spring up as grass among the willows by the watercourses, and that they will say, I am of the Lord. Oh, that faith will be granted for precious souls to say, I am of the Lord. Bless the brethren as they go to Tampa on Tuesday, as they work with the church there in Tampa, as they work with the other church next Lord's Day and Monday. They're outside of Tampa. We pray for them. And especially we do pray that you will be with them as they make preparations to go to Salt Lake City for the Winter Olympics, we do pray that you will give them all that is needful and lead them to those hearts that you have prepared from around the world to receive your word and your grace. Fill them with thy spirit to overflow it is our prayer. Have mercy upon the sick in our midst. We pray thy blessings upon them. And we pray especially for Michelle this morning, my father, that you would be with her in these last hours and days before this child is born. Strengthen her with might by thy spirit in the inner man. Give her grace to look to thee and that we do, we do pray for a faith to trust you as never before. So lead us and guide us. Bless Brother Michael. We thank you that he was there when his mother died. Lead him and guide him this week and give him a word of testimony. Have mercy upon his brother and his wife and turn them unto thee. Help us, Lord. Lead us by thy spirit this morning is our prayer in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. I've been crying all week. I've been crying all week for a New Year's sermon. And uh, I believe God gave it to me. Might be entirely different than what you would think a New Year's sermon should be. But I believe that what uh, I believe it'll it'll bless each and every one of our hearts if we're able by faith to lay hold of what God has given us 
we lay hold, lay hold of the word and our souls and hearts will go out to him being blessed by his almighty power. In reading this week in the word, last week's, I went across the expression, especially in the Psalms, Friday night I sat there for hours and read from the 90th Psalm on. Hundreds of times the expression, praise the Lord, is given. I wonder how many of us do that. And then as, as I was reading in Matthew 4, when our Lord was tempted of the devil in the wilderness, after 40 days of prayer and fasting, the three times that Satan came at him with temptations, he used the expression, it is written. He came back at Satan with the Word of God. And that's what I would like to lay before you this morning is that one expression, it is written, praise the Lord. And I desire to lay before you what the Scriptures show concerning our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. For our two texts this morning bring it out so fully. In Colossians 1.19, For it pleased the Father that in Christ should all fullness dwell. It pleased the Father that all the divine fullness, the sum total of the divine perfection, all the powers and attributes should dwell in him permanently. Christ is lifted up. And then in the second chapter, verse 3, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I love that second verse. Your hearts may be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father, and that mystery is Christ. For in him is hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The treasures of wisdom and knowledge, they're hid not from us, but are hid for us in Christ that we would be wise and that we would have knowledge of who he is, what he's done, and what we have in him. And they who would be wise and knowing must apply themselves to Christ. We, must, we who know the Lord, we must apply ourselves to Christ. And this is what we must do. We must spin from these treasures which is laid up for us in him, and draw from this storehouse of grace and of mercy and these treasures that are hid in him, all things that are needful for our walk down here upon earth. For he is the wisdom of God and is of God made unto us wisdom. And that's what I want to speak about this morning by the grace of God that all the treasures are hid in Christ. Not hidden from us, keep that in mind, but they're hid in Christ for us. And so let's ask the Lord to give us faith that He will strengthen us with might by His Spirit in the inner man and that He will grant us faith to go into these hidden treasures in Christ to him and began to spend the money, the treasures. Spend them up on our spiritual life. They're laid up for us. We're to draw from them like Spurgeon's checkbook of faith. Writing out that check every day upon the treasures of God in Christ. Drawing from them 
Oh, it's a great storehouse. And as as Joseph gave out the food from the storehouses in, in Egypt, so the Lord Jesus Christ gives out from His storehouse that He has for us, unto us, we may walk in Him and live in Him and have our being in Him. Now, our next broadcaster is going to be on assurance and perseverance. And by the grace of God, I'm going to write, I'm going to, I'm going to write an article and include all these scriptures that I'm going to give you this morning. I did a little bit of this three weeks ago when I preached on what Christ means to me, what he's done for my never-dying soul. But I want to apply it to each and every believer this morning and to let you know what we have. And I'll tell you one thing. By the grace of God, if you will learn, beginning this year, beginning today, if you will learn how to appropriate what, who Christ is and what he's done for us and use this as the expression, it is written, it is written that we might understand the things that God has for us. This will be the greatest year that you ever had. You will have more assurance this year than you've ever had in your life. Now, I don't expect you to get everything this morning, all the scripture references and everything, but it's going to be in the broadcaster when it comes out next month. By the grace of God, we will have it in there. And I want you to get it and study it. For these are the things that I love to feed upon. These are the things I love to come to in the Word of God. What Christ has done, what fullness I have in Him. Because there's a verse of Scripture in John 1.16, it reads this way, And of His fullness. Now I want you to get this. I want you to ask the Lord to take this First of Scripture, home to your heart. Of Christ's fullness have all we received and grace for grace. Let me paraphrase it. For out of His fullness, out of His abundance, we all have received. We all have a share and we are all supplied, watch it, with one grace after another grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, gift heaped upon gift, grace upon grace. For how long? Yesterday he helped me. Today he did the same. How long will this continue? Forever. Praise his name. The fullness of Christ, coming to know Him in His fullness. Now He says of His fullness, have we all received and grace for grace out of His fullness. Grace heaped upon grace. Blessing heaped at spiritual blessing heaped upon spiritual blessing. It never runs out. Spiritual favor after spiritual favor Gift after gift he gives to us. Why? For his fullness have we received. From his fullness. And grace for grace. Brethren, God does not want us to go spiritually hungry. Christ, God does not want us to walk as if we are malnourished. He wants us to be fully nourished. And the only way we can be fully nourished, it is written, to have the Word of God hid away in our hearts. 
or to be able to turn to these places in the Word of God to find out what God has done for us and then apply them because they are all true. If I believe the Word of God, and I do, then when I find it is written in Colossians 2.10 that I am complete in Christ, I believe that. In other words, right now, by the grace of God, faith believes that as I sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, I am complete in Him. Now, in myself? No. I haven't got home yet. But God looks at me as being complete. So, you see, this is a treasure. I am complete in Christ. If, if you could, if you could understand it, as we go through this this morning, how rich we are. The child of God is the richest person in all the world. Do you what I said? I said that the child of God is the richest man, spiritually speaking, in all the world. Might not have a penny in his pocket, but he's rich. How do I know that? Faith believes, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Now, take that, and by faith it is written. I'm a rich man. What shall I do with these riches? I want to spend them. I want to spend them on myself. I want to spend them on others. I want to send these riches around the world and tell others about it. We're rich. Oh, beloved, God does not want us to live in poverty. He wants us to live Rich, spiritually rich. Now, I do. I am not one of those who believe in this health, wealth, and prosperity stuff. Because I never expect to be rich down here upon this earth, and I don't pray to be rich. I pray for money to give, to send the gospel around the world. That's for all these other people. I don't want it. But I pray that I will see what I have in Christ I'm a rich man. Then, it is written, praise the Lord, we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Just think of it. How rich we are. That God has done something for us that He has not done for everybody. He's made us a new creation. And it's in Christ. Then again, it is written, we are saved from the wrath of God through Him. Romans 5, 9. I don't live under the fear of the wrath of God anymore. I did. When God showed me that I was a ill-deserving, undeserving, hell-deserving sinner, I lived under the fear of of the wrath of God upon my never-dying soul, but not anymore. Why? It is written, I'm saved from the wrath of God through Him, and I believe His Word. Then I also believe what it says in John 5:24. It is written, I have passed from spiritual death unto spiritual life. There was one day my eyes were blinded to spiritual things. I could not understand them. I could understand a, a feeling. I could understand emotions. But I could not understand the things of the spiritual things of God. Brother 
Bob keeps saying he tried to work more for his salvation. No, he didn't. I did. I tried to get to heaven on my works. That's the reason Romans 8 was so precious to me when God saved me. And, 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 and it, wasn't, it wasn't but a day or two after God saved me. He brought me there. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did it, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, to walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And it dawned upon my soul, so precious to my soul, that that righteousness that I was trying to palm off on God with my works to keep the law could not do it. He had kept it for me and now that righteousness was worked in me by His grace. It is written. You see, if I walk with these precious verses of Scripture in my mind and heart, then there is perfect assurance there's assurance in the soul. And I'm a rich man. And then I can give it, give this back to the Lord. That I am no longer under the law of condemnation, but under the grace of God. Pass from death to life. But in that 8th eighth, eighth chapter of Romans again, verse 1, it is written, There is therefore now no condemnation, to them which are in Christ Jesus. You know what that means? Faith lays hold of this. There was no condemnation when I got up this morning. There has been no condemnation for the last six hours. There's no condemnation now. Why? It is written. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. So I have that blessed hope. And faith lays hold of that. You see how, see how your soul would be blessed if you would take this to the Lord, praise Him and thank Him for this? I wish that... I just... I, I, would give, I would give my whole being this morning if I could take every one of you and just reveal to your hearts what a precious thing it is to draw from the treasure house of Christ. All these treasures that are hidden there for me to come and get and to pray over and to rejoice in. All of Him. And then it is written, I am just, we are justified freely from all things. We cannot be justified by the law. We are justified by the blood of Christ, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, Romans 3.24. Walk in the strength of this. Walk in the light of this. Ask God for that faith to appropriate this. And you'll walk in assurance. You'll walk this year as you've never walked with before with that assurance of faith in your soul, I'm justified. God did it freely by His grace. I had nothing to do with it. I pity these people that do not believe in the absolute sovereignty of God. I just pity them. Talked to one yesterday. Called me. I pity them. But to know that God's indisputable, undisputable sovereignty has freely given me by His grace. This justification before God. All through the redemption that is in who? Christ Jesus my Lord. Amen. And then what could be any better or any greater since we are justified before Him, then it is written, Blessed is the man unto whom God 
imputeth righteousness without works. Romans 4, 6. You ought to count yourself, if you know the Lord, you ought to count yourself as one of the most blessed people in all the world this morning. As you by faith have laid hold of Christ and gone into those hidden things that are in Him and you have seen by the grace of God through faith that God has imputed His the righteousness of Christ to you without works. In other words, there was not one thing that He let you bring to Him. You came empty-handed. You know, this is, this, is, this is the hardest thing in all the world for sinners to do, is to come before God empty-handed and bring nothing to Him. We, we feel that we've got to justify God some way, justify ourselves before God some way with some work. Now, good works follow salvation. They're the evidences of salvation. But we're not saved by our work. We're saved by grace. And so, as you go into these treasures that are in Christ, you find that you are made righteous through Christ. But these, these verses of Scripture right here in Romans 9 is some of the most precious Scriptures in the world. These riches that are hidden in Christ. Verse 7 of Romans 4. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. It is written. It is written. We are blessed in Christ because our sins are covered. But he doesn't leave it there. He goes a step further. And this is a blessed, blessed part of the whole thing. The seventh verse is, Blessed, our sins are covered. But watch verse 8. It is written, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Oh, he said, Pastor, I've heard these things all my life. Well, why don't you believe them and walk in the light of them then? Why do you think we have to continue to come over and over why did Peter write in his second epistle, I am not going to be satisfied until I, when, until I die. I'm going to give you these things over and over and over again. I'm going to keep telling you about them. What's in the gospel? What's in Christ? What will make me happy? What will make me blessed? What will make me rejoice? What will make me praise the Lord? As I take these verses of Scripture and... Use them. It is written. But when you've got through with it, praise the Lord. Give praise to Him. Give praise to Him. And then if you go to the sixth chapter of Romans and couple that with John 8, 36, let me read John 8, 36 first. It is written, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Free from what? Well, Romans 6 tells us, and here again, we can say it is written. Are you ready for this? Then being made free from sin, he became the right, the servants of righteousness. You you mean to tell me that I that that's true of every child of God? Yes, free from sin. But I see myself still to be a sinner. But I tell you one thing: you're not under its power anymore. You're not under its power anymore. Because he breaks the power of sin 
when he sets us free. I'm going to go ahead of myself and, and give you one to back that up. I'm in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Watch it. It is written, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, watch it, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Boy, am I rich. If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I've been made free from sin. So long, I'm no longer the servant of sin. And I no longer have the spirit of fear, but of power. He gives us power over sin. He breaks the power of it. He gives us power to be more than conquerors through him that loved us. He's also give us, given us of his love, and he's given us a sound mind. Brethren, I, I, know, I know of nothing in the world of what I'm giving you this morning that's any greater to walk in the Christian life and to overcome the flesh, the devil, and the world with it is written. How do we overcome him? Exactly the way our Lord overcame him in the wilderness. It is written. Well, what is written? Well, I want all these scriptures. I want to have the Word of God. What's written? Beloved, don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Search the Word of God. Search the Word of God. You know what? You know, when I read the Bible, you know what I have with me? A red marker. Pencil with red. I've got more scriptures on the line of my Bible than you shake a stick at. They, 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 they are there. These promises are there. I'll have to go back and, and reread them. That's not all I read. I read the rest of the Word, but they are there. This is what I'm rich in. And I'll have to go back to them. But then i got to go back to Romans 6.22. But now being made free from sin, that is, its power is broken, and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness. You mean to tell me I can bring fruit unto holiness? Yes. It is written. This is what he says. Why? Well, there's another one. I wish you would put it away in your heart. It's found in 1 John 3, 9. Whosoever is born of God, watch it now, doth not commit sin. That is, he does not make sin the practice and rule of his life anymore because the power of it is broken for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. He does not make sin the practice and rule of his life anymore. Then, then if you would believe it, it is written, Romans 5.1, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That peace with God. Beloved, that's one of the most precious gifts. That's what makes us so rich. We have peace with God. You hear people say, have you made, have you made, peace, have you made your peace with God? Christ did that for me. He made peace for me. 
I have him. And in him I live and move and have my being. Being justified by faith. How precious faith is. He said, well, all of these things are based on faith. You better believe it. Faith has got to be in operation. Where do I get faith? I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, watch it, and the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Where does that faith come from? Touch those hidden treasures in there, that you go in and get by faith to get more grace, to get more faith. To lay hold of him. You know the way I look at all these promises it is written? I can see, I can see a miserly man going to the vault, bringing out a whole box, putting it on the table and just running his hand through all those diamonds and jewels and notes and everything he has in there. He's so rich. Or is it, maybe he's got his box at home. He so puts it out on the bed and just sits there and runs his hand through all those riches. Well, beloved, you can do that with the Word of God. Amen. They're hidden in Christ. You come to Him by faith. Run your hand through them. See how rich you are. Brother Robert, that you didn't know you were so rich, did you? Rich. It's the grace of God. What am I trying to do this morning by the grace of God? What did God lay on my heart? To bring all of these things out before you. For I want 19, uh, 2002 to be the greatest year of assurance you ever had. I want 2002 to be the greatest the richest year that you've ever had. As you go to Christ, get those treasures, run your hand through them every day, take them to the throne of grace, and remind the Father it is written. And when the flesh begins to act up, it is written. What is written? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For he that loveth the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And this is the love of the world, the love of the flesh, the lust, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And that's all going to pass away. So when the world comes with its allurements, I'm richer than that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that. I'm richer than all of that. I got riches untold hid away in the Lord Jesus Christ for me. It is written. It is written. Do you use the word of God like that? It is written. Now how long do you think we'd be here if I gave you all 130 of these scriptures I got, I got here today to show you how rich we are. I'm going to put them in the, bro the broadcaster, but I think it would be all afternoon to look at, at all of them that I've got written, and this is not all of them. I've only gleaned from the New Testament. We go over to the Old Testament, right away I would find that at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 1715. We could keep going and going and going. Brother, we're rich. And God left us such a legacy, and it's all written right in here. We don't have to go outside of this book. There was a letter in the, I told you this, I think, last week. There was a letter in, in, in the letters to the reader, uh, letters to the editor in the paper last week. Woman, she just lambasted the Bible you wouldn't believe it's a myth nobody ever knew who, if Moses existed and she went on and on and on and I just smiled in my soul I felt so sorry for her I said you don't know 
My, my, uh, I was in the midst, I was in the midst of a whole group of uh, charismatics in uh, Richville, Minnesota when I was there. And of course a lot of them came in the bookstore, trying to talk with them. But I don't know how many told me, well, you don't have it until you can speak in tongues. Or till you get this or that or something else or feeling. Then my stock answered back to them. I said, well then, tell me please, what is all this that's going on in my heart now? I don't need all of that. I have it. I have Christ. I'm rich in Him. Why do I need anything else? If He wanted me to speak in tongues, He'd let me. But there's no need for me to speak in tongues. You couldn't understand me. Amen. And I'll tell you something else. I couldn't understand myself. But I did speak in tongues when I was 10 years old. But you know what it was? It was nothing but what they do. Vain babbling. And I won't forget I was riding, with two, taking two men to the airport from Litchfield to Minneapolis and the airport up there. And I, I, I just uh, told them, we were talking about these things, you know. I said, well, I used to speak in tongues when I was 10 years old. My dad was all in it. Everybody in the church was all in it. And uh, he said, how did you do that? I said, well, let me get rid of my gum and I'll show you. <laughs> so I threw my gum away and I spoke in tongue. All that jabbering. I still could do it. And did you know something? One of them driving in that car, riding in that car, fell out with me about ten years later. And you know what he, he you know what he was telling around Wisconsin? Pastor Shelton speaks in tongues. <laughs> well, I didn't try to defend myself, I just let it go. Wait upon the Lord. What am I what am I trying to get over to you? Brethren, we have the word of God. What, there's nothing else worth having than it is written. And if it's written, then that I have peace with God, then I can walk in the light of that. But I tell you, there's something else. In Romans 5, verse 2, it is written, by whom also we have access, watch it, by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, beloved, if you need more grace, you have access by faith into this grace so you can rejoice in hope of the glory of God because James 4 tells us he giveth more grace. It is written. The faith he's given us gives us access to where? To the hidden treasures of grace and we can go there by the grace of God and by faith believe them and Walk in the light of them day by day. But if you go to the 8th chapter of Romans, you've got more things there to say it is written about than anything. Look at verses 17 and 18 of Romans 8. It is written, If I'm a child of God and I am because the spirit bath verse 16 the spirit bath witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God and if a child if children then I'm something else and see how rich I am watch it then I'm an heir it is written I'm an heir What am I an heir of? I'm an heir of God. 
But you, 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 you want that one. You want, you want that one to soak in. An heir of God. All that God is, I am. All He has is mine. I'm rich. And not only that, but I'm a joint heir with this Christ who died for me upon the cross and the one who gives me faith to come to this treasure house and count how rich I am of what I, of what I am an heir of. Come on, tell me some. Tell me there's something better in this world than to be an heir of God. Tell me there's something in this world to be a something, something better than to be a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. It is written. All of these things are in the Word of God. And then, how safe am I? Well, it's Scripture after Scripture as to how safe I am. Let me read them to you. I'm holding, going to hold three places. John 10, Romans 8, and Colossians 3. Watch it. Look what he says in John 10. How safe am I? My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. And it is written, Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And my Father which gave them to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Brother, all of this is of grace. I call that the double hiding place. Because if you'll, if you'll turn, if you'll just... Let me give you a reference. Colossians 3.3. 3. Listen to this. For you're dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Double hiding place. You can't get out of the Son's hand and you can't get out of the Father's hand. Faith lays hold of that. Look how rich we are. And then when you turn to Romans chapter 8 and you begin to read there, I am persuaded it is written, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is written. Well, brethren, we ought to walk in full assurance of faith. And that's what he tells us to do in Hebrews 10. Walk in full assurance of faith. And that's the way I want you to walk. That's the way I want to walk in 2002. This whole year. Walk in faith. It is written. And our hearts will be blessed. All the sufficiency we have in him is really something. Then I'm going to read you one more and I'm going to sum it all up. And if you can find something in the Bible greater than this, let me know it, will you? What is it? It is written in 2 Thessalonians 2.16. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ himself, and God, even our Father, which hath loved us, and hath given us, watch this now, it is written, he hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope 
through grace. You can't find anything better than that. An everlasting consolation. Well, sometimes I feel terrible. So do I. But I go to the treasure chest by faith. And I find I have everlasting consolation. And that's my good hope through grace has been given to me. It is written. I would love to hear this next year from you as never before. That you're walking in this everlasting consolation. Why? You have that good hope through grace. Well, who is this hope in? It's in Christ. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ himself. And God, even our Father. They loved us. What have they done for us? Given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Bear with me now. I'm just going to read these off without comment. And I'll close. In light of all of this, Christ is the true medicine to restore my soul. He is the meat and drink to refresh my soul. He is the fountain of life from which I drink to quench my thirst. He is the light in my darkness, and I'll not walk in darkness. He is the joy in my sadness, and what can overcome me. He is the advocate against my accusers. Then who can lay anything to my charge? He is the wisdom against my folly. Then how can anybody seduce me? He is the righteousness against my sin. Then who can condemn me? He is the mercy seat against the judgment seat. He is the throne of grace against my condemnation. He is my peace and my rest against an evil conscience. He is my victory against all mine enemies. And who can come against me? He is my propitiation against all my trespasses. He is my strength against all my salvation, all my weaknesses. He is the way against my wandering, and who can deceive me? He is the power in the midst of my infirmities. He is my everlasting high priest to intercede for me. And I string a lot of things together. Watch it. He is all in all. He's the anchor of hope. He's the flower of humility. He's the rose of meekness. He's the incense of prayer. He is the fountain of blessing. He is the precious pearl of great price. He is the rock of my salvation. He is the triumphant conqueror of hell. He is the prince of peace. He is the son of righteousness. The bright and morning star. His word upholds all things, and that includes me. He is the light, enlightening my pathway. And be beloved, how many times have you pled, and I've pled, thy word is the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my pathway. Why did the psalmist say that? We have the word of God. It enlightens all things. And then, he's the love that sustains us in all things. So we can truly say this morning, I can. And I haven't read you the 130 ones I have here. Christ is all in all. Wouldn't you say that? If you've listened this morning, wouldn't you say that Christ is all in all? All I've spoken to you is about him. All I've told you is what he's done. I've not told you one thing I've done. 
I've told you what he's done. And he's done all of that that we might be heirs of God and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's done all that that we might walk rich in Christ Jesus, praising him, rejoicing him, living for him, sending forth the word of God around the world, loving souls, and then that we might love each other. Oh, that the love of Christ would constrain us. I got a song I listen to quite often. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together in love. I'll play it for you someday. It's, Lord, bind us together in your love. And if you are in this treasure house, and you are going there by faith to take out those treasures, and I'm going to that same treasure house to get those treasures for me to live, then we love each other. Our hearts are bound together in love. Are they not? Something's wrong if they're not. It should be. By the grace of God. Well, I'll tell you one thing. This is one more and I stuck to my subject. And my subject been the Lord Jesus Christ and how rich He's made us and what He's done for us and what we have in Him. And I want this expression to rule in your hearts as never before. It is written. And take that word to the throne of grace and plead it. It is written. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. Watch it. For everyone that seeketh, everyone that asketh receive it, and everyone that seeketh find it, and everyone that knocketh unto him it shall be open. And the Lord Jesus said, If you ask anything in my name, the Father will give it to you. So if you come knocking at his door to get into his treasure house, you think the Father is going to turn us away? No. He's going to let us come. Why? Because we come back with praises. Praise the Lord. This is what makes us praise him. For his marvelous grace. Well, you can throw this message off this morning and say, I'm, I don't believe all that. Well, that's okay. I do. Word of God there is written. Or you could come to the Word of God and find these things and rejoice in Him and have full assurance of faith. Wouldn't it be blessed that if every one of you would walk this year in full assurance of faith. It is written. And that word come home to your heart. In every situation of life, we praise the Lord. And you who do not know Him, I trust this morning by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit has worked in your heart and has given you a, a longing to enter that treasure house. It's found in Christ. So come to Him. By faith. He'll give you grace. He'll give us all that's needed. Come to Him. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reform books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780 480- 